Traveling for college hoops this winter? Pro tip, stay at a graduate hotel. They're obsessed with college basketball, just like us. Each graduate hotel is like a shrine to the local team with lots of cool details for alumni. Nods to school colors, mascots. Why would you stay anywhere else? They have 30-plus hotels in the best college towns. And get this, you can save up to 30% with the code DOUG. That's my name, D-O-U-G. Good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Book your basketball stays at graduatehotels.com. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like a full line of hand-cooked tires. Go to TireRack.com sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. All from TireRack.com. TireRack.com. It's the way the tire buying should be. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at AmericanExpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the Best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show. Fox Sports Radio. It's Wednesday. It's a hump day. And we're uh, five days from Christmas. Get your shopping in. Keep it tuned here to the Doug Gottlieb Show. Podcast will drop in two hours. You'll love it. It's called In the Bonus. Everybody seems to love that thing. I may go a little crazy on it today. We'll see. We talked uh, some about this. Car- we'll talk about this Carlos Correa deal, where Carlos Correa in in the, in the world of flipping commitments, uh, Carlos Correa has flipped his commitment from the San Francisco Giants to the New York Metropolitans. More on that to come. We're broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. Unmatched selection of fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, over ten thousand recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. I'm going to spit some truths about NIL um, because I'm feeling empowered by the fact that everything I said has would happen has happened. Hasn't been all negative, but there's been a most, a lot of negative. And uh, uh, then we'll discuss uh, th- this is a big kind of hot button topic where Pat Narduzzi is the head coach of Pitt. Now keep in mind that Pitt is in the ACC. Okay? He's in the ACC and when he was talking about Drake May, who's the quarterback of North Carolina, he's not talking about his own player. Now, Narduzzi lost his star wide receiver to USC last year. Here's what Pat Narduzzi said on Pony Mueller about the transfer portal. I heard two schools, five million. I know the schools. I can't tell you. But I know the schools, too. It's called tampering, and, and uh, it's really bad, guys. Uh, it's you know the NCAA's got us all in a bad spot right now, and, and uh, I think it's only going to get uglier. 
because there are no rules on the road. You know, I'm hearing all kinds of things. I'm hearing guys are getting paid even before they enter. You know, they're getting bonuses for just signing tomorrow. Um, kids are being paid in high school now a certain amount of money, and then when you get there, they would give you this money. You know, high school players, it's it's bad, um, and uh, you know, it's not something that's you know that I'm real proud as a, a member of the American Football Coaches Association uh, of being part of. Um, but it's uh, it's a world we're living in. Uh, I'm going to try to just you know keep our guys in line and, and un- make sure they understand that they're coming for an education, and that that's a priority. And I want them to get coached hard, and we want to take care of their name, image, and likeness the right way, and do it, do things the right. way. Okay, so what happens in this situation is people freak out, and I've seen writers who don't know who don't know their ass from their head saying, oh, you know, Pat Narduzzi, you know, he left one school to go to another. There's a, like, (sighs) so here's what's happened is the goalposts have been moved, right? Because that's what people do when they know they're wrong. They don't say, hey, we were wrong. This is bad. Let's, let's fix it. They say, no, 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 no. Okay. So the idea of name, image, and likeness is it's a lot like the idea of capitalism or the idea of socialism, communism, whatever on paper works reality, much more difficult, right? The idea of name, image, and likeness is if Johnny Manziel comes into Texas A&M and wins the Heisman trophy and re-energizes a gigantic fan base, and somebody wants to pay him 50 grand to be a spokesperson for the Piggly Wiggly. Well, and Johnny Menzel should be able to be a spokesperson for the Piggly Wiggly. That is the theory behind it. And the idea of it was proposed by a lot of these same people that are now moving the goalposts. They're all full of crap. Okay, not Narduzzi. They're all full of it. And where they're like, well, I can't believe this has even happened. But, and then they start making other excuses. The idea of that, and, and my stance has always been, and always will be, okay, that this actually name, image, and likeness and getting paid for your successes in college has always existed as soon as you're done playing. Compensation has always existed. The compensation was a full scholarship, room board tuition. Plus the constant promotion as well as the coaching and the overall support. But as is the case with human nature, and it's the reason that communism doesn't work. It's the same reason that capitalism doesn't work is that we are greedy as human beings. We are greedy, greedy, greedy. We just, I got to have more, 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 more. And we don't think of, well, I mean, it's like the, uh, there's a little mermaid, right? Oh, you want legs? Okay. Sign on the dotted line. There's a downside to it. College football is not an ATM. These people aren't ATMs. <laughs> no, and with and if it's an ATM, there is there's a limit there to what you can take out per day and how much is actually in your bank. We act like it's an unlimited. Well, they signed a billion dollars. They don't get a billion dollars. Yes, they get a lot of money. Big Ten School is going to get $75 million. All these things, all these operations cost a lot of money to run. Um, and lots of schools don't. Don't get all that money. So the, the, the point is that we went from this name, image, and likeness, which if you wanted to tell me you could protect it and make it so that it was name, image, and likeness, and that if you succeeded academic, scholastically, you succeeded uh, athletically in your athletics, that you could then um, benefit off your name. Then yeah, if you could protect it, then I can't really find an argument with it. I think you can wait. I mean, I can think of, I can name a hundred guys right now who have non-sports jobs that wouldn't have their job, wouldn't be financially where they are if they hadn't played at their university because they went to work for Stryker or whomever else and they're, they're in sales or listening to my show right now. They're like, yeah, of course he's right. I only got the job because I played at, picked a school and that's how I made my connections. And when I walked in to do the interview because the guy had seen me play, it was, it was over. It was completely and totally over. Um, so name image and likeness did previously exist and we tried to act like this would be name image and likeness. And I told you as others did as well, that it wasn't gonna be name image and likeness. It's just gonna be buying players. The other part to it is, 
that anyone who you who is successful early on and has it all lined out in terms of how they collect the money and doesn't affect the bottom and all that other stuff. You want to know you want to know what this is a tell of? They were cheating before. Because the the schools that are ahead of it they cheated previously so they already have the infrastructure for how everything works, who gives the money, where it goes, how it gets, all that stuff. Now it's legal. Maybe not be ethical, but legal. Um, the smart schools generally can't compete because most of, you know, the Stanford's of the world, the cows of the world, the Vanderbilt's of the world. You have really smart, bright people who they want to win, but they know that it's a, the reason that people are rich oftentimes is they understand what a loss leader is and return on investment is, and you're not getting that money back. And if you're buying a recruit who hadn't even peed a drop in college football, you have no idea if he can play. But what's happened is the, the goalposts have been moved in this way. It used to be about, hey, these kids should be able to benefit off their name, image, and likeness. And now it's, they should be able to get whatever money they can get while they can get it, regardless of how they get it. Wait, what? So you changed mids, and then you're like, no, everybody else is the bad guy? And to Narduzzi, he's right. The NCAA has stepped away. Go ahead. They've done exactly what the police have done in many major cities. Where they go, oh, oh. You didn't like how we conducted our business? Fine, you handle it. That's what the NCA has done. Fine, you handle it. No, no, no. Listen, that's okay. You guys know better than we do. You handle it. I, it it's, it's gross. It's gross. You know, and Narduzzi lost Jordan Addison. And remember, Pitt offered, I know the guy who, who was going to help take care of him with his business, name, image, and likeness to stay at Pitt. He was like, we just, we couldn't raise the money that, that SC had. We are teaching young men to not have, be loyal. We are, we are making it not just easy to, you know, if you go somewhere, you don't play or like A&M when it doesn't work out well, go, you know, skip adversity. It's not just that. We are ruining the number one thing you go to school for. It's not a degree, although we're ruining that too. It's not playing time. Right? It's the college experience. Like, what college experience do you have? You have money in your pocket. Nobody else in college, most of them don't have money, which is fine. You're allowed to, based upon the rules. But if you don't live with, act with, most, most of these players, they don't go to school with the kids. You know, they do online, they do online stuff. And if something doesn't work out, something doesn't go right, if, if every... Penny isn't paid or they don't play as much or a coach is mean to them and pushes them. They just transfer. And anyone's been to college knows it takes like a year to really assimilate and, and feel like it's home. When, when you go to a university or a college, wherever you've gone to, it, it becomes your second home. It becomes the greatest four or five years of your life or Tommy boy, seven years of your life. And we are, allowing those experiences to be ruined by this nonsense, by these idiots that have zero idea what they're talking about. They see colleges making money. You know what else colleges make money off of? Everybody. Hey, dummies, they make money off of everybody. The chemistry student that you're like, well, the chemistry student, the chemistry student just pays through the nose. Everything costs. They actually have to pay the bill. And then you ask their parents for money. They had to pay to apply to a school. Then they get in, then they got to pay for room, board, tuition, all that other stuff. Then they're hitting their parents up for it. Their parents have to come there for parents weekend. Then the second they graduate, they hit you up for more money. Oh, you want to be part of alumni association? That's going to cost you 250 a year. Oh, you want to buy those tickets? Well, you got to donate to the university. Then you got to buy the tickets. They make money off of everybody, but we only go after the money because it can be traced with the TV contracts. So my advice is all of these, all of these liars who are in the media, and I'm not saying the media is fake news, whatever, but you've had a lot of people who have covered college sports for a long time that profess this 
incredible sin of the NCA not providing kids the ability to have a simple name, image, and likeness. And now you have, it's not free age. You have, you, you, I mean, it is the worst I've ever seen. The things you hear, it's the worst I've ever seen. Like, dude, Drake May, he's at North Carolina. He doesn't have a good finish to the year. He went from being, some people thought, number one overall pick to he's coming back for another year. Should be celebrated to where not in the portal, dudes are calling him, offering him up a bunch of money. And then you move the goalpost by saying it's, it's, it's no longer about name, image, and likeness. It's about, hey, just get paid the most you can get paid. It's gross. We're gross. All of you are gross. And, and I'll feel free to challenge me on whatever. The system worked for a long time. It worked for a long, long, long time. And the calls for guys to get compensated. And here's what's going to happen. Okay? Mark my words. People thought that players were exploited previously. Now wait. You want to see exploitation? Now wait. I mean, it's like the it's like the Dion thing. Like Dion did a great job at Jackson State, but it wasn't about Jackson State, man. It's it is, was, will always be about Dion. And you got kids who could have gone to a higher level school, a a school with a greater academic reputation. And they said, no, no, I want to go trust and play for Dion. And they went and played. And now Dion's gone. And you can, maybe some of them can follow him to Colorado. I'm guessing most of them are not at that level. And how many Jackson State kids are going to make it to Colorado? And if you go to Colorado, it means, yeah, I still trust. But now I got to go to a completely different region of the country. Maybe it's a school I don't want to go to. And, oh, yeah, by the way. You know, I, I went to this lower level school. Now I have tape, but it's at Jackson State. It's not the same tape that everybody went Division One has. And I understand what you're saying. I understand you're, you're probably saying to yourself, wait, that now you're criticizing a coach. Part of these writers is they're saying coaches can do whatever they want. Yes. Yes. They have earned that right. And they have to pay their buyout. And that buyout funds the next coach and whatever else at the university. So it's on the athletic director to put in a hefty, healthy buyout. And if you don't want a big buyout, then don't coach at my university. Fine. But I'm actually about the kids, the players. I actually care about their entire future. And what we do is we tell them the the transfer portal, oh my God, you're going to go in there and you're going to get paid. And most of them don't even have a place to go play once they answer the portal. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Traveling to watch college hoops this winter? No, you got to stay at graduate hotels. They're obsessed with college basketball just like us. Each hotel has a unique look, inspired by the local team and its traditions. And as a sports fan, you'll really get graduate hotels and all the cool specific design details. Chapel Hill, Bloomington, East Lansing stores, they're all in hometowns of some of college basketball's most iconic programs. And the hotels bring you into that story with every visit. Why would you stay anywhere else? Graduate Hotels has over 30 hotels coast to coast, down south, all over the Midwest. So the odds are there's one out there where you're going, especially games and big conferences. Check out All the graduate locations at graduatehotels.com. And when it's time to book, get up to 30% off a stay with the code Doug. 
That's my name, D-O-U-G. Good at any Graduate Hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Go book your basketball stays at graduatehotels.com. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there... The king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Hey guys, LeVar Arrington here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer. Making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck. Like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design. The Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before or check out the fully redesigned tacoma delivering trail dominating power and captivating style the new tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true and with new available tech this legendary truck is getting even better and when you buy a toyota truck you buy toyota dependability meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future so visit your local toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com toyota let's go places what up with you doug gottlieb show fox sports radio hope you're having a great day monsey's here jay stew's here ramos is here and you like me yeah you you're here you could be a part of this 877-99 on fox right that's the phone number i didn't say we'll answer it i just want to give you the phone number you can call it okay uh, you can also hit us up on Twitter at Gottlieb Show, Instagram at Gottlieb Show, the Doug Gottlieb Show fan page on Facebook. Um, so the last game of Matt Ryan's career, unless Nick Foles gets hurt, is the biggest collapse in the history of the NFL. Wow. That's a tough one to go out on, huh? Matt, Matt Ryan's got the, he's got the kind of the full gamut there where, I mean, that, that, that's it for him. That's it and that's all. But what's amazing about the Matt Ryan thing is, I mean, he's been the MVP of the league. He suffered the biggest collapse in the history of the Super Bowl and now in the history of the sport in the NFL. And that was his last start ever, probably. Ever. Yes, Ramos. I heard a lot of people say that. Oh, Matt Ryan, he was part of this collapse, that collapse. If you Let's be honest. How much of that, if you had 100%, how much of that percentage would be on Matt Ryan for both of those losses? Because um, everybody just keeps saying, it's Matt Ryan. He's part of it. It's like, was it Matt Ryan? I mean, he was up 33-0. He didn't play defense. What no, Did he but, do something but, wrong in there that could have... I'm, I'm not saying that it's not his fault, but I'm just right. saying it seems like people are like saying it's all his fault, and I don't think it's all his fault. It's not. It's okay. Real. It's in the middle. Okay. But there are things that he could do, you know, um, when, you know, snap every football with one second left on the play clock. When the clock okay. is running, Valid. Snap, every, uh, snap everyone. He also, based upon his age, he's older than his play caller. Older than his play caller. So if he said like, hey, I think we should just, let's just run it, you know, as much as we can. And then let's just get out of here with the win when they're up 33 to nothing. He definitely at halftime could have had some sort of input on what they're going to do. On the other hand, with the defense, he's powerless. If he doesn't turn it over, somebody else does, he's powerless. Um, There's only so much you can ask of one human being, even if they're a quarterback. They're they're a quarterback. It is the uh, middle of the day. It's the middle of the show. Let's get to the midway. Stuck in the middle with you. It's time for... Stuck in the middle. 
The Midway. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio, broadcasting from the Tyrac.com studios. Tyrac.com will help you get there. Unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection. Over 10,000 recommended installers. Tyrac.com, the way tire buying should be. Okay. So, um, sad news this morning at a football, especially because the timing. I mean, anytime somebody dies, it's sad. Franco Harris passed away at 72 years old. Want to know something crazy? Uh, Steelers are playing the Raiders this week, right? What is that? That's the Immaculate Reception game. It's also um, the Immaculate Reception was in 1972. Franco Harris passed away at the age of 72. But um, Jay Stu, you came upon a topic here that you like. Go ahead. Yeah. So my experience this morning was this, you know, Franco Harris passes away. I have my own thoughts, but I got two separate text messages from friends, independent of each other, that were like, man, this, this hits me hard. Franco Harris was my guy growing up. And and I'm thinking, obviously, this speaks to my generation. What, Gen X? I'm a Gen X guy. Um, you know, who remember Franco Harris, who remember the dominant Steelers years. And I just kind of wanted to go around the room and just be like, who was your athlete? Like, who was the person that you most adored? Who was your idol growing up? Um, I could start us off. Uh, Dan Marino was my guy in the eighties. I, my, uh, grandmother lived in, uh, South Florida and from as far back as I can remember, she just kept shipping me dolphin stuff, <laughs> whatever, uh, dolphin stuffed animals, t-shirts. So like, as I, as I get into being into sports, like the Dolphins became my team. And that was right around the time that, uh, Dan Marino kind of came into the league, and I, I was a big Marino guy all through his career. Sucks that he went to the Super Bowl in his second year and lost to Joe Montana. But um, he was a one of a kind, right? He was he was a dominant quarterback in a in a league that uh, largely ran the ball and played defense. Uh, Dan Marino was was uh, stuck out. He would do well in, in today's football, I think. I'd be amazing in today's football. Dan the man too. Also great nickname. Great nickname. I, that's one of the, it was a geek out moment when I was at CBS. And I remember, I'll never forget, you know, the first time you do a CBS show, it's like in December and you know, the NFL guys are, you have like a Saturday basketball game. You do like six minutes and then they come on afterwards and you, you're in a green room with Dan Marino. <laughs> you're sitting there going like, I'm sitting next to Dan Marino. That's great. Uh, yeah, now, was, he didn't have the permullet at that point, right? He had an amazing uh, permullet in the no, 80s. No, he still oh. had, he always rocked the perm, not as big a perm, but it was still, you know, his, the, the, the lettuce was, it was a full head of lettuce. No question. The Midway. But what about you, Ramos? You're a little bit older. Who's your guy? I Nolan, had, Nolan Cromwell? No, but cl- <laughs> close. Um, Jack Youngblood. For the Rams, I love. I had his jersey, eighty-five, and uh, I love the Jack Youngblood, uh, who, by the way, follows me on Twitter. Just FYI, um, name dropper. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I love Jack Youngblood. He was my favorite Ram of all time, and uh, just loved him. And also on baseball side, uh, Fernando Valenzuela. When I was growing up, eleven, twelve oh, years old, Fernando was the man. Fernando Mania. I was part of all of that stuff. I loved going to Dodger games to watch him pitch. And uh, I, I, I feel like he had maybe three or four really, really good years, and then he kind of kind of faded away after that, if you really think about it. I mean, Well, he's supposed to be like 19 when he was yeah. playing Romania. I don't buy that one. No, he's probably older than that. Yeah, and it, but he used to do like the no-looker, right? Right. Like he'd, he'd look he'd up like, to the heavens. Yeah, uh, before and then he all of a sudden find the zone. That was amazing. And he threw a pitch that I don't think is a pitch that's really great on your arm, a screwball. Yes. Because you turn the ball over, and it's really bad on your elbows, so... Uh, but Fernando Valenzuela, Jack Youngblood, those were my idols growing up as a, as a kid. Monty? All right. Well, I'm a big basketball fan. So growing up, I was like, I just want to be like Allen Iverson on the court. He was short, you know, in comparison, and I'm short. So I I love Allen Iverson. I have an Allen Iverson 76ers jersey that still fits me because when I was little, I bought a bag and I still wear it. I AI, the answer, I loved, loved him, loved him. Wanted to be just like him with my handles. Man, it speaks to so it speaks to how we've evolved um, as a society. That 
Allen Iverson got such a, a bad uh, rap back then for how he looked and, and the right. tats and everything else. And he was the target of so many uh, conservatives who were just like outwardly racist in their views against the totally. kid. Totally. Uh, but game changer in basketball, boy. Uh, loved him. <laughs> Not a big Allen Iverson guy. Get out of here. Because That's worse than saying that John doesn't like soup. I play. I played against him in college. Like I, I just he he took terrible shots. <laughs> and, uh, it was I. I didn't love Iverson. I, you know he the the he was ama- an amazing talent. Amazing talent. Uh, there was a lot of Russell Westbrook there, where high volume guy, and if you had him in any other role other than the guy, he struggled. Um, I don't think, yeah, I mean, like, look, dude, if you, if you really want to get down to it, cornrows and, and cornrows, is, that's, it's prison culture. So I don't think it was as much an attack on Iverson as much as like, why are we emulating people in prison? Right. Um, but I do know Alan Iverson and I, he's got some issues, some demons that obviously I think people are, are pretty well aware of. And I, the one I know uh, he's an immensely likable guy. His problem was not um, likability. His problem was like that dude loved to go to the club, loved to go to the casino, and just then loved to just hoop. And I do wonder how great he could have been had he lined that stuff out. But that, yeah. that's like nitpicking because he was an amazing talent. Yeah. Like ama- some guys, Monsi, are quick. Some mm-hmm. guys are fast. He was both. Yeah. Like yeah. Jason Kidd was the fastest guard I'd ever seen. Um, I would say there's a guy named Kenny Bruner, who's the quickest guard I'd ever seen. Uh, Ion Iverson was in both of their class in terms of quickness and overall speed. He was remarkable. Yeah. Um, my guys were uh, in basketball, in college, Bobby Hurley. That was my guy. I just love Bobby Hurley. Coach's son. Dad's from Jersey. My dad was from New York. Uh, pass first point guard. Um, like me, he's not particularly good looking. Um, and just gave people the business for years. So he was awesome. And then pro-wise, I like Larry Bird. And mm-hmm. I liked him because he was awesome and he talked trash, but also because I grew up in Orange County and everybody liked the Lakers. And that's when the contrarian in me first peaked its head just because I just couldn't, like, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do the Laker thing. So I was a Celtics guy. Love Larry Bird. Um, Football-wise, Football-wise, I love Joe Montana. He was so cool. <laughs> Joe Cool, like what a great, what a great one. And then, and then baseball, it was Daryl Strawberry and Doc Gooden. Those are the dudes. Daryl Strawberry and Doc Gooden. They were awesome with the Mets. The Midway. Yes, Ramos. Do you think that Bobby Hurley's NBA career would have been different had he not got in that car accident? Yeah, when he was in hard Sacramento. to tell. Okay. Hard to tell because he was still in the era where a true point guard could 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 function. You know, like he'd struggle in this one because of his size and guarding people. Uh, I would. I look. I, do I think he would have been a great player? No. Uh, could he have been a really good player? Like, yeah. I just he was never the shooter of a Steve Nash. And granted, Nash, the era changed, and he you know it was an offense, but he was a better defensive player and a better passer than Nash. So. I would say, yes, it would definitely be better than it was, but would it be great? I don't think so. And you know, some- did, and just so to make it clear on the record, uh, one of the reasons you like him is because he, he's not good looking? Is that what yes. you said? Yes. <laughs> yes. That's what I heard. Yeah, no, that's, that's accurate. I said not good looking like me. Yes. Right? Like, you know what I like? I emulate some guy who's like super good looking. Like, you're never going to be that good looking. I think you sell yourself short, Doug. Right, like, That's like, precious. oh, who's favorite? Like, I, I can't sit there and and, and get my inner Ryan Reynolds on. My, did I, ever, I don't know. I didn't tell you. I didn't tell you this one. Like Hayes and I, we were sitting there. We, oh, we were watching. We went to watch the new uh, Wakanda Forever or whatever. And he goes, Dad, you, you know, I'm straight, right? I go, Yeah, whatever, dude. And he goes, uh, But Ryan Reynolds, he's that's a good looking man, isn't he? I was like, <laughs> Yeah, he is. He's really good looking. Like, and he's funny, he's, which just makes it a million times better. He's, yeah. He's uh, he's something. Um, any others? Good-looking lo- men, or what? We're good on good-looking. Oh, okay. Men. This guy was a really good-looking guy. In fact, he was like 
he was one of the guys that played it smart. Like he didn't get married his entire big league career, and he took full advantage of Derek it. Derek Jeter, George Brett. Oh, my guy growing up was George Brett. I don't know what it was. I played third base. Stud. Um, taught myself how to bat like him, um, and I just loved his lifestyle. I loved his attitude. Kind of like you and Dan Marino, I got a chance to meet him a couple times when he came by the studio. Um, but yeah, George Brett was my guy in baseball. Uh, what about I? I love I, I didn't I don't know enough about him, but I used to love Brooks Robinson. Plus, I love the name Brooks Robinson. Just great name, great name, right? Great name. Um, Wally Joyner, right? Remember Wally <laughs> World? Wally World. Oh, I'll, I'll tell you a guy I emulated Jim Abbott. Jim Abbott. Great story. Great story. He was a no-hitter with one hand? Like what? The Midway. I don't think he's mentioned enough. I don't think so either. As as being a professional athlete, being, what, 40 feet from home plate with use of one arm? Right. Yeah. Seems less than optimal. Suboptimal there, huh? What do you think? I agree. Great guy, too. Ramos, do you have any other idols or only... uh, only Jack Young. No, I was going to say, I mean, Magic, you know, obviously Magic. growing up. Magic owned L.A. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't owned think. L.A. I, I thought the Lakers could never lose when I was in those Showtime years. They, they were so good. Obviously, the, the Celtics and, and Lakers rivalry was one of the top ever in basketball. And st- even today, like, even though the uh, Celtics are good this year and the Lakers have been here and there, but. Even when they weren't good, like in the 90s, it's still Celtics-Lakers. Like, you still said, oh, it's Celtics-Lakers. Even if you knew they weren't both good teams, that's the rivalry kept itself going even because of that. But now they're, they're back being good or better than, than those years, obviously. So, Yeah. Ah, when you're a little kid, it's really interesting when you're a little kid. It was so different then, though, you know? Because you didn't watch everybody. Like... Never in your life would you watch a Dallas Mavericks game unless they played the Lakers. Right, yeah. Right? Yeah. Like you I didn't I didn't know anything about Stockton and Malone until they played the Lakers in the NBA playoffs. I think it was Stockton's second or third year or something in the old Salt Palace. Like none of these, you never saw them. You only saw your own home market guys. And here the home market guys were they were the best guys in the NBA, right? But other baseball teams I only saw the Mets because my dad was a huge Mets fan. And I became a Mets fan because of it. So, all right, that's the Midway. The Midway. And just so you know, the Midway, we just, we just try to do fun stuff. And I, I wanted to do like a, maybe a soup hierarchy, but then Ramos didn't like soup, except. <laughs> except the four. Except bisque, <laughs> cream of tomato. Cream of mushroom. Cream of mushroom. And clam chowder. And clam chowder. We'll By go, the way, the there's no such. Manu- uh, Man- Manhattan clam chowder is not clam chowder. Okay. That's the red stuff. That like, what is that? What is that? I'll, I'll give you one that I don't know if it's technically a soup, but I like the liquid of it. I love gumbo, but I don't. I don't need the rice. I just love the whatever that is. Is that gravy or is that gr- whatever that is? It's so good. It is good. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey, are you traveling to one of the big conference tourneys in Nashville or Minneapolis this March? Well, you should do yourself a favor and do what I do, which is stay at graduate hotels. You know, Bridgestone Arena and Target Center, their their hotels are both really close to the tournament venues, and they're obsessed with college sports just like me. Each graduate hotel is like a shrine to its hometown and the local college team, but in a good way. Lots of cool details for alumni, vintage sports throwbacks, 
odds to campus, legends, school mascots, colors, whatever. Why would you stay anywhere else? You know, Graduate Hotels is the perfect spot the next time you go to see a game. There's over 30 hotels, coast to coast, down south, all over the Midwest, and odds are wherever you're going, especially if you're taking a college trip with your kids, upcoming conference tournament, or just a big college game, you can check them all out at graduatehotels.com. And here's the ultimate win. My listeners can get 30% off with the promo code Doug. That's Doug, good at any Graduate Hotel. Remember, you can book today, and here's how you do so. 30% off with the promo code Doug at graduatehotels.com. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Hey, Doug Gottlieb here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making the now perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck, like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines the raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. With the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower further than ever before. Or... Check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. With new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. When you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out the amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Gottlieb Show. Fox Sports Radio. Mark Dominic in a second. Um, so when I was, my favorite class I ever took in college, uh, my favorite class at Notre Dame I took, was, uh, it was like, it, it was freshman lit. And it was taught by Edward Malloy. Monk Malloy was his nickname. Uh, he was Father Malloy. He was the head of the university. So on Sundays at six o'clock, you'd go into actually into the Golden Dome. Up in the Golden Dome, there is a there's a like a boardroom, and there were twelve students and Father Malloy, nobody else. And the way it worked, and I was, I mean, like you look back now and you think of the opportunities you've gotten in your life that you haven't really, you didn't really conceptualize at the time. There were 12 advisors on campus. Each of them handpicked one student to be in this class, special class, to be with Monk Malloy. So um, it was amazing in terms of the other people that were in it. Like I was far and away the biggest idiot in the class. I was the only idiot in the class. And you had people from all over the world. Gender, race, religion. Obviously, I was Jewish in, in a, in a, in a, at a Catholic school. And the way in which he approached the class was simple. He had a, a work of literature that you had to read book uh, every week. You had to read it and he didn't, he didn't quiz you. You had to write a paper, but no less than one page, no more than two pages. And then you just sat down and for two hours, you discussed the book and he would sometimes lead and foster the discussion. And you could generally tell when somebody had read or hadn't read or hadn't finished things or whatever, you know, and, you know, if you're one of those guys that and I, I've tried this technique before where, you know, you're going to be asked about the book and you're like, you get to where it's sluggish. You just skip to the last couple of chapters, read the end. So, you know how it ends, because that's super important. But I'll be honest, like once basketball started and my I was struggling in some other classes, like I would skim books, I would skip pages. I would just try and get it done and then write, you know, something kind of vague or pick up on one section of the book and just hope it, ha- you know. 
Um, when you don't read something and you're critical of it, you sound really foolish. Aaron Rodgers had this to say about the article The Athletic had on him and his hand signals last week. Let me tell you, I was made aware of that article. It is by far the dumbest nothing burger article that I've read <laughs> in the entire season. I won't say in my, in my career, because, I mean, last year, there were some of the dumbest articles you possibly imagine. I can't, I don't know if you ever topped the COVID to a Wall Street Journal, but this was the dumbest article of the year by far. The, the the problem with it was he said that there were that again he had he was alerted to it he, he didn't say he had read it Sammy Watkins who was just cut now he's with the Ravens says there are two offenses in one whether it's angle yardage eye head or tempo right like y- you got to figure out what Rogers wants in execution plus you have the floors scheme. If you're not, this is again, Sammy Watkins, you're not up to date hundred percent of the time. You pretty much can't go out there and make plays. You can't really play fast. I think that's what young guys are. They're not afraid of, but if you're trying to do things right, you're focusing on getting open. You're not focusing on releases. Right? Romeo Dobbs says, I-, I don't know. I, I know that with this being my first year here playing with a Hall of Fame quarterback, obviously it's been the biggest learning curve. And it's just not for me. It's for Christian Watson and Samori. So it's been a really tough transition. These are quotes from his wide receivers. Like they make it out like the article, the, the guy just took unnamed sources, wrote some article, called him the worst guy on earth and said, Here, here's the article. Aaron Rodgers being critical of an article calling it the dumbest article of the year when he obviously has, did not read it. More on that to come. Let's welcome in Mark Dominic. Spent 20 years in the NFL front offices, former general manager of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Have you read that article, by the way? Doug, I'd like to say I did, but then I'd be lying and, and commented on the article I have not read yet. So, no, I have not read that article. But you yeah, got me like, now. I, I read it, and my takeaway was, like, yeah, he's super demanding. It's really hard. Guy's got to really lock in. There's a lot to playing wide receiver more than just, hey, go get open. Right, like, like people people think. I didn't think it it painted him in nearly the negative light that I'm sure he believes that it painted him in. But it did paint him as somebody who, hey, we call guys out when they're not ready, and he struggled with his rookie wide receivers. Um, yeah. What do you think of the Packers now? They've beaten two non-playoff teams, but they've looked much better in the process. Yeah, I do. I do think they look better. Um, you know, and, and I saw it. I mean, we saw the game this weekend where he made an arm signal to Watson and Watson didn't pick up on it. And it got frustrated because it got a scored at the end of the game when it really wasn't going to determine the outcome. It's just frustration for Aaron Rodgers. And, and having been a general manager, I can tell you this, Doug, you can, you can have a story, as they say, and there's 10 things in there. Nine of them are glowing and wonderful and one's negative, And you don't remember any of the nine good ones. You just read the one negative thing and that's always in your brain. So, you know, I, I think the Packers are a team where, we're going to learn a lot about them. I mean, obviously, these last three games are tremendous going down to Miami, then playing the Vikings and playing Detroit. If they really have turned it around, and again, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, I won't write the Packers off till they get nine losses. They still can find that nine-win season, and that NFC still has an opening at the bottom of it to me that somebody's going to come get that's not in the playoff picture as we sit, sit, sit here today. So, you know, if the Packers can run the table, then they'll prove that they're probably good enough to be a playoff team, and they're getting hot right at the right time. Um, the Rams, on the other hand, the postmortem of the, of the Rams, um, was it worth it? If, if this is what's left in the wake of winning a Super Bowl, is it worth it as somebody who's been in those front offices trying to win the ultimate prize? It's worth it 100% of the time. I mean, it's so hard to win a Super Bowl championship. Um, and, yeah, this has been a historic collapse of a franchise. That, you know, you go to the Super Bowl and you turn around and have probably the worst season in the history of the NFL following it up. And, you know, there's still a lot of the same names and same faces. That offensive line has killed them all season long. It's been a big part of it. And there's other pieces of the puzzle. But um, it is worth it, Doug, because, again, getting a ring is so hard to do in this league. And you can get so close. I had a chance to work with a guy named Jimmy Ray, who was an offensive coordinator, running backs coach. He coached in the league, I think, over 30, 35 years. He never got a ring. And he was considered an excellent football coach, was on some great teams, could never get that Super Bowl ring. So it is worth it. It's Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Mark Dominic is our is is our guest. Um, okay, the the Brady thing, ooh, a couple bad turnovers, and 
You know, he owned it. He owned it. Any sense of what you think he does next year? I just don't think it's fun. I don't think he's having a good time in Tampa. I don't think he's enjoying himself. He looks frustrated out there. Yeah, there's moments where you see the excited Tom Brady, and, and you know, it's not like he's not competitive. But I'm just wondering, at 36 years old, going through another offseason, having the, the frustrating season, unless he has some postseason success where some reason Tampa Bay turns on the light switch down the stretch and gets hot enough where they win two or three games in the postseason and get to the, you know, the NFC Championship game, which right now is almost impossible to perceive. Um, you know, but they just got to tiptoe through the into the postseason. I mean, I know Carolina's in control, but Carolina has a much different schedule than Tampa Bay does. And so, I mean, I think Tampa Bay still wins that division, uh, but I think he's going to have to have success in the postseason. I know that's not the way he wants to bow out, but I think he'd be concerned, or there's going to have to be changes in Tampa because it's just not working at all offensively for that team. I don't think he goes. I don't think he stays in Tampa. But the question is, does he play football next year? Yeah, and, and I think if you're Tampa, you're convinced to play football, or you know, I don't know if you do the gracious thing and say, "Hey, we're going to let you out of your contract." You know, I think it's one of those ones where you could do that, but it's going to be a little bit of a sour cap mess for Tampa Bay. Obviously, the cap's going to go up pretty good in this off season to be able to stomach that. But you know, do you want to you know bail on on him and then turn around and put him somewhere else where he goes and kind of revitalizes? It? I just don't know. You know, maybe Tom. I'm not sure what he, now divorced and. Uh, still a dad, though. I'm not so sure where his priorities are going to be this offseason. My gut is Tom hangs it up on his on his uh, own time. But I, I just I don't think we'll see Tom Brady in 2023. Hmm. Okay. Mark Dominic, our guest here on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Another week with Brock Purdy. Where are you in your level of belief that he can do it in the postseason? He keeps doing it, right? We've talked about him since the first day he got in there and all those throws, and now he's continuing to – you know, go through a game where he was, you know, basically not sure he was going to play. That's a world of difference when you're, you're banged up and injured on the injured reserve list. And they're like, hey, we're going to go. And you go out there as a rookie who now, you know, a few starts under his belt. So to go win that game as well has been just truly impressive. And now to wrap up the division, uh, you know, it's hard not to like this guy in terms of what he's doing with the football, the way he's got control of the offense. And I think the biggest thing is you're looking at him is, you know, he's only got the two interceptions. He's not turning the football over. No fumbles at at all either. So he's playing not only, but he's still being aggressive. I mean, the guy's still throwing, you know, the ball down the field. His his average per attempt is a yard better than what Trey Lance's was, even though it was a limited uh, sample size for Trey. Uh, He's up there where Jimmy Garoppolo is yards per attempt. And you got to appreciate that when you see that. And his sacks aren't high. So he's still got a high completion percentage. He doesn't have a lot of sacks, and he's still got a good yards per attempt. Those three things are indicators of a young guy that's struggling or a young guy that gets it. And to me, those three numbers all say he's not just throwing the ball away when he's scared. He's not afraid to you know, push the ball in there or throw the ball down the field. And he's not panicking and taking sacks not knowing what to do. Those are huge indicators. That's great stuff. Uh, um, what do you think? What do you think of Jalen Hurts and whether or not he plays? Like, How do you manage that? If you're Howie Roseman, right? you have you're you're playing for something bigger than just the Cowboys game, but you you, you on some level you might want to put the Cowboys in their place. Like, what are those conversations really like between Nick Sirianni and his general manager? You, you've got a, a nice three game cushion. I, I think that if you are going to err, err on the side of caution for sure. As much as you want to win these games and, and prove a point, what your football team is, you're not going for the undefeated season. And to me, it's a situation where, you know, you play the, the Saints, you play the Giants, you've made the postseason. Dallas is going to have to run this thing out to even have a chance, uh, you know, in terms of trying to unseat you. I think you, you play caution uh, because I don't think you have to win this game. And it doesn't define your football team. So you can come back the following week and play the Saints and kind of make sure that everything's in line and you still hold that number one seed. And I think they will, uh, you know, with a two-game lead over Minnesota, the same kind of, you know, lead over the San Francisco 49ers. I think Philadelphia holds the number one seed, even if they bench Jalen Hurts this week, just to be safe. And that's what I would do, even if it's close or if he's like, I feel good, coach. You know what? Let's give it one more week because I don't want to see him fall on it or do something again. And now it's a four-week injury and you're like sick to your stomach. And so I'd rather give it one more week of rehab and just play it safe. What did you learn about Tua and the Dolphins and how competitive they were in Miami? I mean, I mean in Buffalo yeah. against Miami. Yeah, no, I think it's great. I mean, again, it sh- they showed some life back in them again. They had kind of been down for a couple of weeks, and now I thought they kind of 
pop back in there and, and you know obviously had an opportunity to win the game and that's what you want to see from that football team. Doug, I see it this way. I, you know, I look at the AFC and I think the six, the seven, excuse me, the seven teams that are going to be in the postseason are already in the playoff hunt today or already actually secured a spot if the season ended today. I think Miami, Chargers, Baltimore, Tennessee, Cincinnati, Cincinnati, Buffalo, or Kansas City, Buffalo. I think those all make it. I think the Patriots are on the outside looking in. I think the Jets are. And I don't think the Raiders of Jacksonville can make that run or Cleveland. So I think, you know, I always felt like the Chargers could pick that move. I think they have, and I think they'll put the gas on. And I think Miami showed enough this last week that although their schedule is tough uh, and everybody's kind of tough this time of year, I think the Miami Dolphins have enough in their tank where they can finish this thing out when they're playing the Patriots and Jets and kind of close the gap. There, There's a, a push from Ravens fans to fire Greg Roman. Yeah, to fire Greg Roman. And they boo him when he walks in the stadium, whatever. Uh, their offense obviously is not particularly good this year. Now, they've had a massive, massive injuries. Now they have injuries in the wide receiver. Of course, injuries to their quarterback. But even with Lamar, it hasn't been as explosive. What do you think about Greg Roman and that offense and the fit for what they got? Well, I like I, and having known Greg for a long time. He's had some success. He's definitely had some times where other people have been like, you know, what, we're going to move on. I don't – I wouldn't – put it past Coach Harbaugh, Eric DeCosta, the GM, to say, hey, look, we really got to look at this. And if they don't have a good run in the postseason, then I think something's going to give, and I think that would be great. Uh, because I think this team is feeling like and thought they were, as, as you would think at the early part of the season. And again, they have been hit by injuries, and they've got to get their Lamar Jackson back on the football field. Um, but I think if they don't, uh, another team that doesn't win at least one, maybe two postseason games, then there'll be some changes. And I think you will look at Greg as a guy that, you know, they're going to sit there and say, maybe there's a better play caller, maybe there's a better system fit uh, for Lamar Jackson. And so I would say if they don't make that run, then I would expect that change to happen. Is there a better system fit? Well, I mean, I, I, anything you can steal from, again, I've, I've been a huge proponent. I think you know this, you know, the Shanahan tree is really strong. Uh, so is the McVay tree, and I know that McVay may not have the success, but you still can go pluck somebody from there. But when you have the ability to move the pocket and, and put the quarterback out in space, but then turn around also and, and use his legs, I think you could look at Philadelphia as well as a team. You say, look what they've done with Jalen in terms of making him a passer, but you know, still scoring 13 touchdowns on the ground is incredible. And so, you know, I think you look at those systems where they have the athletic quarterback that can move around a little bit and spin the ball out of their hand. I know that's a different for the Rams with the Stafford, but I still think that system still Shanahan system with a McVay touch to it. I think those work. I just don't think you, th- you can't handle something tremendously verbose. And, and that's not just a shot at Lamar Jackson. That's just it, It's completely difficult to get all that verbiage out. And for me, I think what I'm looking for is something that's a little bit easier for him because it's going to be you know, make or break for Lamar he's, Jackson. He's played, he's, here's, here's the question with it, though. Okay, This is the honest question. There's a little of Russell Wilson to it, right? Where I know everybody thinks, hey, just let him back there and let him go play. But this system probably fits what he does best. You know, and the, the question is, if you put him in a new system, there's going to be a learning curve. He hadn't he's never played in your, your West Coast or Shanahan. So everybody says, well, you can learn it. it there's a there's a, a good amount of time. But additionally, like, I don't know if he functions better in a better system. It's hard to say if he's going to or not. I mean, that's where you want to interview a Brian Johnson, the quarterback coach for the Philadelphia Eagles for possibly offensive coordinator. You know, maybe Jason Michael, the tight ends coach, because that's really an important spot where you, you understand, again, both Philadelphia coaches. I think you've got to get, kind of look at the different coaches, but you've got to look at the system that moves, is able to move and run the quarterback around. And you look what they've done with Tua. Now, obviously, in Miami, they can move him around as well, and that's, again, a 49er scheme or system. So it doesn't have to be the same quarterback. It's just a matter of – I think there's still an opportunity here for this football team to, number one, uh, see how the postseason goes, see what happens with Greg Roman. And then number two, you know, I'm really leaning towards that Philadelphia staff in terms of maybe there's a person out there I can pull out of there that may, you know, obviously can't be the offensive coordinator, but could be one of the assistant coaches. That might be the running back's assistant who's the assistant head coach. It might be, you know, the passing game coordinator. Uh, but it's, it's, I think there's a lot of pieces in Philadelphia that you want to take a peek at real quick. Listen, man, uh, we have you on every week. I can't tell you how much I learn every time we have you on. I truly appreciate it. I wish you a merry, merry Christmas and a happy new year. We'll talk to you next week. Is that cool? Thanks, brother. Happy holidays, brother. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. 
The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Traveling for one of the big conference tourneys in Nashville or Minneapolis this March? Do yourself a favor. Stay at Graduate Hotels, Bridgestone Arena, Target Center. Their hotels are close to both tournament venues. So why would you stay anywhere else? I love staying at the Nashville location, and I'll be at the Minneapolis location for the Big Ten Championship. And if you're one of my listeners, you can save 30% off with the promo code DOUG. That's DOUG, D-O-U-G. Good at any Graduate Hotels location, up to 30% off. How do you do it? Really simple. Book today at graduatehotels.com. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota. Let's go places.